season two episode number 17 of the playstation collectors podcast and tonight we welcome back d street to the show what's up Devin? what is up good to be hey. here again welcome back man thanks for coming back mm-hmm. what have you been up to since we've seen you man well a lot has happened since the last time i was on recently got a new job in my field in it that has caused me to moved downstate in Michigan that I'm now staying with family, actually. And the new job is going awesome, pays a lot more, therefore can get more cool stuff. And uh, and better way to display the collection as well. Because <laughs> Funny thing, uh, compared to last time, um, I can actually uh, do this podcast in my game room because last time it was at work in the break room, believe it or not. <laughs> because they had got to your internet there while at my previous place i was staying at like it was terrible inconsistent internet that didn't want to risk any technical issues but other than that life's been good uh, despite some uh big issues that was happening like uh a month and a half uh, ago that prevented me from doing content uh, especially like doing like the move and other things going on that i just couldn't focus on content on my channel but everything's good now though that i'm now getting back into uh, uploading on my channel that if for some of uh viewers that watch me i've up already uploaded two pickups videos mm -hmm. and should have the next one for august up possibly a saturday or sunday more than likely so do stay tuned for that if you still want to see some goodness Very awesome cool. man. how's your youtube channel going um it's been like at the same spot but like very like slow growth still but i am uh, now that i am back to doing content i do plan on venturing into other forms of content whether it be like discussion uh, pieces uh, i will be doing more live streams now that i have more equipment like my this camera here it's much better quality compared to a garbage elgato face cam that i previously was using uh, but uh, like i'm happy with it now i'll be satisfied with um 
the content that I'll produce because for me, I want it to be high quality. So it's something that everyone would watch. And yeah, and, and with the live streamings coming up, like plan on like all of doing a variety of games and as an excuse for me to actually start like playing through games that I haven't uh, done yet. Like I feel like live streaming is a good way to like uh, get you in the mood of playing other things that normally you wouldn't, right? So yeah. I believe for future uh, of future projects for the channel, it's going to be coming uh, pretty soon. So yeah, do look forward to seeing more of it uh, inevitably. And for everyone who doesn't know, what's your YouTube channel's name? Devin? It's at uh, D Street uh, Three One Nine on YouTube. Be sure to go and drop a sub, guys. He's got some really awesome content, some great pickups. I always drool at the photos that you show in the thumbnails of the games. <laughs> <laughs> the, well, when you're when you see those opportunities on local stores or stuff like Facebook Marketplace or Craigslist, where they list stuff and you can tell they have no idea what it is and they just list like a generic name because like they don't know anything better. So as soon as you see that, you instantly like like take advantage of that because of course they're going to be selling it for way less than what market value is hey, you mentioned you improved your um your camera quality your audio sounds amazing too yeah it's um, a nice microphone i was thinking the same thing it's a really it's nice. it's the um the road pod mic which is connected to a wave xlr did uh, i did like i believe i used that at the last podcast but that was like on the fly so i didn't have like enough time to like properly configure it so that's probably why this sounds a lot better now no i find um audio is more important to improve than video quality. yes i i totally agree you've have got better, better audio, audio. People will click off the YouTube video faster than anything. Uh, yeah, if they're dealing with a high pitch noise, like they don't want to let that destroy their ears, so they're gonna click off right away. <laughs> I had some trouble with my earlier videos where um my voice wouldn't get picked up by the microphone, and I wouldn't realize it until I'd release the video, and then you listen back and a few words get cut out, and it just it completely ruins the experience. Oh, yeah. I went and listening, I refilmed a few of those videos. Oh yeah, and also listening on it to like other devices besides like your computer when you're editing it. Like actually listen on like a phone and like any other device, and it'll be like a different experience almost. So, so you'll eventually find the sweet spot for audio levels uh, if after you've been doing it for some time. Yeah, you're spot on there. I tried to get into the habit of um when editing putting in headphones because it's a completely different experience than listening through speakers and different things like that mm -hmm. oh dude i mean you're talking to someone who mixes music like i'll listen to it on these headphones and then my other headphones then in the car and then my girlfriend's car and then my main stereo and then you have to because it sounds totally different and things get totally lost in the mix or something will be way too loud in in the mix on like uh you know it's just you never know it's like not it's like yeah, something might sound amazing on like thousand dollar studio monitors, but that does not mean it's going to sound good on someone's AirPods. <laughs> so mm -hmm. yeah, exactly. Yeah. And if a, it doesn't sound good, then they're probably going to click off. And you know, what's the point of going to all this effort if you know you're only going to get viewers listening on five hundred dollar headsets or uh -huh. listening on computers, vice versa. Well, I, I recommend like at least a thousand dollar headphones for listening to this podcast for sure. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I don't anything less is just not cutting it. 
That's <laughs> your audio file here with the giant subwoofer right behind you there, if that's what that is. Me uh, hey, listening through my computer yeah. monitor. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's what you got, so make the most of it. So I, I, I used to be like really into audio, but then like everybody else, when MP3s came out, I was like, yeah, this is easier. And then it's, you know, CDs and everything like that's when the audio quality like peaked. They made these things. I'm like, I'm back in my day. They had these things called uh, super CDs, like super audio CDs. I don't know if you heard of these, but they had like it was like extremely fancy CDs with like huge like frequency ranges. And if you had like an insane stereo, it was, it was like the best sound experience you could ever have. And then um, they came up with like MP3 players and their sound quality sucked, <laughs> but nobody cared because everybody could carry it in their pocket and they didn't have to carry exactly, a bag full yeah. of CDs. And that's what won out in the end. Sound quality doesn't matter. Being able to keep a thousand songs in your pocket, that's what mattered. So it's funny, like we like, Kind of lost that but i think that's why like if you're into that now people are uh into like vinyl and like oh we lost jerry for a second yep we lost him do you collect music or anything Devin? i do collect uh vinyl records if it's related to video game soundtracks that i love like okay. anything final fantasy related like recently um, around the Detroit area here in Michigan. Recently, there was uh, the Distant World Final Fantasy Orchestra. That was the first time I ever went to like a full orchestra on that was all on Final Fantasy music, music, which was a dream of mine to go to. I was so happy I did. And while I was there, I did pick up the, the soundtrack CD of FF6 and one vinyl record of the distant world orchestra they have like five vinyls i only got one but next time when i go to if they come back to the detroit area to perform once again oh i'm definitely going to get the, all of their other four vinyls as well sounds like a pretty awesome experience how big was the orchestra Honestly, it wasn't that big. And uh, when you, at least for like the one like I went to, it could be different other spots, of course. But when you look at like the band, like it seemed like really small. And uh, initially I couldn't see like the vocalist, but they were like right behind them. So it was like a smaller, um, I don't know what you would call it, like a smaller stadium, let's say, the what they would typically perform in. But it was all beautiful, like all the stand seats, uh, like the stage uh, and it was all beautiful. They even had like a big projector screen coming down and they would play like scenes uh, or like gameplay from like the respective game of the music that they're playing from, too. In fact, a funny story uh, during there, um, I went by myself. My family couldn't come with me because work. But to the left of me was a complete stranger. She was like a normie, let's just say. She wasn't really into, she wasn't into video games at all, but she managed to get in because one of her, two of her friends were performing in the orchestra. They were vocalists uh, that they managed to get her tickets for free and wanted to come see them perform, right? She was asking me like questions about the franchise. Uh, and as she was like listening to the music, and she was like this is really good she was really getting into it so that's why i feel like final fantasy music overall no matter like what genre of music that you like you'll find something in final fantasy that you will love uh, in my opinion and 
she was really into with the scenes that they were playing on projector like uh from ff6 when uh was it sabin his name that he they played him suplexing the ghost train she laughed really hard at that too so (laughs) she had a great time overall so yeah someone who's not in the video games a cheap enjoyed the whole thing though so i thought i thought that was really cool are you talking about i'm sorry i didn't mean to hear which are you talking about the black mages or are you talking about some other band or no not the well it had members from the black mages but they were called distant worlds of final okay. fantasy but the guy the conductor who was the one for the black mages like he was the same conductor here he's basically cool. been like the one conductor for final fantasy orchestras for like the longest time it seems because i remember back when black mages was going around like many many years ago i remember like he was the conductor there and it took for a second for me to recognize his face when they started doing it at the one that i went to recently so, so you're saying he's got to be like at least level like 96 by now is what you're saying and like uh ff14 for sure yeah he's, oh, okay. he's a big fan of that game when he All was right. uh when they were in between sessions taking breaks like he uh, those throw out comments of like who's all excited for like this recent thing coming out for 14 at the time so yeah he he's a big fan of the series despite that he looks like he's like 70 years old now intermission i guess for a quick ride (laughs) were you guys feeling the the, uh, final fantasy hype today from the announcement when they announced the uh rebirth uh release date I am I, really excited for it. Really, I yeah. love Pot One. It'll be great. I like started the video. I immediately skipped all the way to the end just so I could see the release date because I, I want to mm. go in completely blind. Because typically for games that you know, mm. I I know I'm picking this up day one and it is going to be good. I want to go in completely blind. I've been like that mm. ever since Dark Souls Three back when that came out, and I, I can totally get good. that. Because I've, even though I know like how the story is going to go, because it's a remake of one of my favorite games, but they're still going to be adding a lot of new stuff to it, though. So I want to go and blind as completely as much as possible. Well, let me tell you all the stuff I saw that. No, I'm just kidding. Um, it it it, uh, it does look like they added a bunch of cool stuff. And the and viewers, before the we started tonight, I was on Square Enix's uh, website and I did pre-order the collector's edition on the PS5. It was a lot, but I don't care. I want it. And tomorrow, when I go into work, I'm going to be putting in time off for the release date, so I that's can what just I'm play about. the game. Well, that's good. Make it. It's going to be like Christmas then. Oh yeah. Yeah. I think it's uh, the what is it? This February 29th is the release date. Yeah, that's not that far. Like, out around. I think the last one was done start of March or something around when COVID kicked off. Yeah, it was uh, late. It was late March. It was coming up, but it was uh, released early in PAL territories. Was it yeah. for the first part? Yeah. So because of COVID and logistics, they're just like. We'll just release the game 10 days early, but yeah, you can't that's... stream it and you can't make YouTube videos. And if you do, we're going to ban your accounts. <laughs> really? I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was streaming on Twitter. Who came up with this deal, Satan? What the heck was playing with that? Here you go, child. But don't, yeah, like, don't use it. <laughs> like we're going to release to 25 million people, but they can't play it. <laughs> right? That's weird. Yeah. That's that's sure. That's gonna work out great. But then by the time you could release content, I released my videos and I got no views because it was old content at that point. You know, mm. I mean, my worst performing videos on my YouTube channel was my Final Fantasy VII playthrough. 
<laughs> at really? the time. Like the only thing that would get attention is like your your thoughts of the ending because it was controversial at the time. But nowadays, I think most people are accepting and looking forward to like rebirth and any future projects. Well, I, I won't spoil this, but in the trailer, they've almost given away like the ending from the first one, which kind of annoyed me. I wouldn't have watched the trailer if. The- I knew that was going to be. Uh, but at mm-hmm. the same time, uh, it would be difficult not to because it, it's obvious this is going to be a sequel, though the name of the game, like it's not exactly clear that this is a sequel to remake. In fact, the naming schemes for the this FF7 remake uh, saga, let's call it that, is going to be confusing for any new person coming in when like everything is released. Because. <laughs> In general, because um, Final Fantasy VII itself is such a big game, they almost don't have to try and appeal to a new audience. That's like, true. Final yeah. Fantasy VII sold 15 million copies on PS1. You know, that means mm-hmm. 15 million people have played that game. They know, they all know that this is a part one, part two, part three series. They could name it anything. And yeah, it's, though, it's same sell t- as many copies. Yeah, though, same time, though, it just feels like in the say let's say like the last 10 years there's way more newer like a like a bigger flux of newer people getting into video games overall so that like 15 million people say let's say it could be like now we have like 25 million new people getting into it you know just throwing numbers out there but to get an idea there's still going to be so much new people getting into it and especially these days like information is so easy to come by compared to back then the only time you would have known that ff7 was a thing was just word of mouth the the time that you saw the commercial at the right time or if you were subscribed to like magazines like stuff like this or youtube general just didn't exist it wasn't as easy to learn about hey this exists you know oh gosh now we have three weeks of rumor videos before the things even get announced i, I knew half the stuff in the presentation before it comes out literally yeah, yeah, like, exactly. like it's mm-hmm. like this is going to get announced this is going to get announced it's like oh we're going to know what really and it happens before it'll be announced it'll yeah be. Mm-hmm. And then you I always get the up, same. It's quite interesting. Um, oh. Final Fantasy 15 only sold 10 million copies, so it sold less than like Final Fantasy 7, which isn't that much of a surprise. I th- though I think it was the fastest selling uh, Final Fantasy game at launch when 15 came out, but still 7 has sold way more though. Obviously, but that number but... seemed low to me. I expected at least 20 million. I mean, I know. Oh. That's a- uh though i think 16 is uh underperforming compared to what square enix's expectations were despite all high praise i've heard of 16 i haven't played it yet i'm the same i've seen a copy on facebook for 40 dollars, and i'm playing starfield at the moment so i'm like i'll just wait because if i finish this game in a month there might be more copies out there for 30 dollars. and the argument to final fantasy 16 is it's PS5 exclusive. How many people have actually got PS5s and want to play Final Fantasy 16? It would be a lot more than if it was a PS4 release or if they released it on PC and Xbox as well. So that's almost like a um, Sony are going to benefit from it being a PS5 exclusive because there will be that core audience who are buying PS5s just to play this game. Yeah, that's true. 
So for me, I don't know if anyone else is like this too, but like any franchise that I know for a fact is going to release a vanilla version and then release a, a better version down the line, like they're going to release a deluxe or royal version or complete version with all the DLC, I will just wait. Like I, why would I ever pay sixty or seventy dollars for the version that doesn't have the DLC? If I can just wait. And so fighting games, the same thing, like the, the business practices these companies do, do make them money, but I don't think they understand. There are people like me who do not buy their stuff because of their business practices. I'm just not going to like, I cannot wait to play Final Fantasy 16 and I'm going to buy the complete version once it's done and I'm going to enjoy it. And I'll probably pay like 30 bucks for the whole thing, the complete version. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And there's no rush. And if they would just release complete games, I would give them day one cash every time but it's literally like i'm like i'm being fooled i am so sick of being tricked i am so tired of giving them 60 dollars, and then in uh, six months they go you want to give me another 60 for the same game but with the better i'm like no or do you want to buy the the dlc digitally for 20 and no i'm not like that either so or or the best part uh yeah uh -huh. we'll launch the game now it's a cyber junk 2076 uh situation and then wait work. you know exactly yeah. one year you later and then the the line, yeah like exactly like why why buy no man's sky at launch why yeah. buy these games at launch like they i, I just you know the hype it's all about the hype and it's the FOMO and it's, 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 you know, I can understand if you review games or you're streaming games, you got to play the flavor of the month. You got to keep up with the, yeah, the cause it's your livelihood. I get that. That's, that's one thing, but I need like, dude, I'm like my backlog. I'm still trying to beat games from 2016. I'm, I'm not in any rush. <laughs> yeah. yeah shine, behind us. We have um, so much to go through anyways. Like we'll, we'll get to it eventually. And it's probably going to be better by the time we do get to it. Who knows? I tell you what you were saying before, Joe. Like, I have bought these games at launch. Like, Final Fantasy 15, I bought it at launch. I played it. I, I, I didn't love it. I, I enjoyed it. The end wasn't that good. They changed the end afterwards because it wasn't that good. But I haven't played the DLC. I won't, I'll, I'm not going to replay that game to play the DLC. And, you know, if the DLC was amazing, I've missed out on that experience. So, like, mm -hmm. I, if I'm going to play a game, I'm going to play it then. So, why play it at launch when there's going to be a new version of it completely updated a different experience later on i just want to add one thing i'm playing starfield as you know uh that came out two weeks ago and i'm two weeks in and there hasn't been a patch yet which is pretty impressive i'm 50 hours in the game no day one patch this is a massive open world game so like we criticize companies when they do bad things we also have to give kudos to mm. companies when they do good things and that's Bethesda. like oh my god <laughs> the time that you suddenly do that when it's not a doom game <laughs> <laughs> after what they've done the last few years they needed something like this so, yeah, good on yeah, i think fallout Micros 76 yeah it was bad <laughs> that was Sorry. so embarrassing and exactly. it was just like every month with crap out 76 that they just it was just new bad news uh, article and there was like a new one every single month it was just never ending bad publicity for that game for like two straight years it seemed do you remember the um i can't remember what it was called but it was like this uh subscription fee that cost like a hundred dollars and they gave you access to like this uh unlimited inventory box and like one other thing i don't remember what it was but when that first came out i remember people would put their stuff in the box and then they come back later on 
the stuff was gone. So you dropped a hundred dollars <laughs> that you only have access to a year. It's something that should have been in the game. And you put the stuff in there, like stuff that you probably grinded for hours on end and probably like the best gear in the game, put it in there and it's, it's been eaten. You can't get it back. <laughs> it got worse though. Did you hear the players found like every video game has a secret room like that includes every item in the game. So when developers are making the game, they can go to this room and grab assets and put it into the game. And players are never meant to be able to find this. Like there are a few games where players have found it, but this is an online MMO. Players found this room in the MMO and were putting unlimited items into this game, like completely destroying the that, that destroys yeah, well, yeah, obliterates the game. <laughs> and a game that included microtransactions. So there are people paying money against people who are literally hacking the game. Mm -hmm. like, I don't. Oh man, I am so confused about people who pay money to not want to have fun and to finish games. Like I remember, oh, like yeah. I remember, like I remember, like Diablo three when it came out. And you remember how they had an auction house? I would play. I played with like a group of people, and I had one friend who dropped like a lot of money on that auction house, and then he was like, "Well." Now I'm just not going to get any gear better than what I have, and I don't want to play anymore. I'm like, congratulations! You just paid a hundred dollars to not want to play the game anymore. What? Congratulations! I'm I'm going to go have fun and grind some gear and play <laughs> you know, the game and enjoy myself and you know, get some upgrades. And you've literally just paid to feel good about yourself, but now you have nothing to do. So think about what you've done. <laughs> yeah, and the only excuse that what's that? The only bought the digital version too. Right? Oh, I have no idea. Probably, probably yeah, the most expensive digital version uh, that uh, gave them extra currency to buy more stuff. But the you know, the only excuse those people have when uh, they buy the microtransactions because they don't want to deal with the grind. Oh, it's because like I don't have time to get all this stuff anyway, so I'm just gonna pay money to get it. Well, even if you pay money for it you're still not going to be able to play the game anyway. So I don't understand your excuse here. It makes no sense. But then again, not my money. And uh, you do you at the end of the day. Then again, I wish you wouldn't because that's given companies bad ideas for bad monetization practices. Even uh, even if it's not like buying, I remember like in Borderlands 2, like uh, I was playing with a group of people and, um, you know, they were like, they hooked up with some people who were hacking everything and duping all their gear and they gave them like 55 legendaries and they, you know, they tricked out every socket and they were like, you ready? And I'm like, dude, I don't want all that because then the second you give all that to me, we're done the game. There's nothing mm -hmm. else to do other than get the loot. So if you just give me all the loot, we're going to be done. Yeah, what are we no going to do? Just, now. We're going to just go kill everything and be like, hey, we're so cool. I'm like, that's boring. <laughs> I don't want to do that. We're so overpowered. I wanted to play. I'm just like, yeah. I feel like people don't understand what they're paying, like what the game, the challenge is the fun. The ending is getting the stuff. So if you skip to the end, you've skipped all the fun. I don't know. And it doesn't matter what the game is. If you hack a game to its extent, you're going to be finished with that game in 24 hours. I hacked, mm -hmm. um, remember the Simpsons tapped out on iOS? It was like a phone game where you made a town of the Simpsons. I played it every day for a couple of years. And then one day I hacked my account and I got all the 
donuts in the game and bought everything and then i didn't play it after that you know it just completely <laughs> ruins your experience probably a good thing because it was a ios game but same principles well, move over into console gaming and the pc gaming etc there is mm. nothing wrong with like so there's a difference i think like so if i play like gta 3 and just put all the codes on and go on a rampage yeah yeah but like, that's that's different so like i'm not different. saying you shouldn't you can't like do stupid crap and have fun but i'm saying like in a game where like loot progression is the game like I, you shouldn't buy all your loot or just have someone give it all to you you know i could see maybe like buying one thing to give yourself a little boost so it ain't so hard and then maybe it's like a little easier and you get to play or something but you don't buy all of it no it's something that we don't really talk about and it's cheats in video games in particular like old school ps1 ps2 games they all had cheats built in well, Get today, those shark, games have almost been replaced with DLC. Like, if you want big head mode, you got to pay $1.99. If you want, you know, to do all this, you got to pay for it these days. Or in the... so much fun with just random cheats in, like, Grand Theft Auto once you finish the game, and then you just turn on a couple of cheats and play it like that for a few hours and different things like that. What if uh, GTA 6, like, they still implement cheat codes, kind of like, uh, I'm sure, like, even GTA 5 still had cheat codes just like the older games, right? I can't even remember. I'm, I'm, At I least for, like, GTA like 4, you had to put in a... I know for GTA 4, you had to type in a number on Nico's uh, cell phone to activate the cheats. I I do want to say GTA 5 had cheats, but I just don't remember how they worked, so... If they come out and GTA 6 still has cheats, just like mm. the older games, like, wow, you guys are like triple A game developers. You guys are the only ones doing stuff like that these days. Yeah. With an online ecosystem and economy, I don't see cheats being a thing. Like, if you yeah, if you have cheats, but like, you should. Single player experience. Well, that's what, as long as it's like you, if you have a cheat enabled, you cannot bring your character into the online environment or something like that. You know what I mean? Like you shouldn't be able to like buy everything on the offline and then go online with everything or something like that, which I don't know a lot about how GTA online works. So I probably sound ignorant. So I don't know. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, it, it's like two different, completely yeah. different game modes. It'll be like, you got to load right. for a couple of minutes, but that is a good thing to bring up. Like mm. in terms of cheating, it's cheating's fine. If you're playing single player. Game yeah. Play. Yeah. Go I don't ahead. care if you're go cheating nuts. in a single player game. You're playing with other people. And you cheat, you're a piece of shit. Absolutely. <laughs> There's no it's or buts. Like it's you part of the, the reason why I don't play a lot of modern uh, competitive games these days. Because uh, if someone's cheating, what's mm -hmm. the point of me playing this game? I'm wasting my time. Why am I not playing a JRPG that I haven't played yet instead of wasting my time with this person ruining the game? It's not that like I'm really pissed that now I'm gonna like lose my MMR and the game's like I don't care. It's just why is my time no, really... being waste with this? Yeah, so yeah, you're exactly right. And a lot of games will like give you Elo points back if you go up against a cheater and different things like that. But they can't give you back the time you wasted. Yeah. That's you know, that's something that you gotta value important to yourself because it's your time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it ruins the game for everyone so it ruins the game for for you the person who's cheating really like are they actually getting any sad maybe they are like getting satisfaction out of it. Yeah, I don't know. trolling is but what they mostly do it for you know who suffers the most is people who are really good who don't cheat 
because now everyone says you fucking cheater. And you're like, no, I'm not cheating. You're like, everyone on this game cheats. You're hacking, you son of a bitch. You're like, no, I just, it was a good grenade throw. I swear. Like, I know people who've gotten like kicked out of games and stuff because people just think they're cheaters because they're good. And so, and, and also like, it's just it like so now and like anytime somebody kills like somebody and is good they can always just use in their head as an excuse well maybe they're hacking or maybe they're cheating like so the whole experience is ruined because it's not you know what i mean like everybody's bitter nobody's happy everybody you know if you win it's because you're a cheater if you lose it's because they cheated it's because you know what i mean it's just everybody it's stupid i don't know and for the developers and publishers like they are missing out on potential sales because someone that was going to buy the game but that they do constantly watch like streams of it uh, now that they see like it seems to be rampant with cheaters like they're not going to buy the game because of the current state of it and uh, that'll prevent like even current players from like uh, coming back to the game therefore they may be spending money on microtransactions possibly so it really hurts the developers too and why they need to implement a lot of stuff to prevent that as much as they can like like all these like third party of like packers like all the companies that make the cheats like they're gonna still keep finding stuff so it's a never-ending battle at the end of the day but it's still up to like you know the developers you know keep up with you know implementing as much uh zero day uh uh, patches of like vulnerabilities that could be there in the game that is making these cheats come into existence but at the same time i'm mostly done playing with competitive games unless like one of my friends like they want to play is like sure we'll play but my own time i'm not playing competitive games anymore it also doesn't help that i put nearly like three thousand hours into rainbow six siege on pc so i feel like i got my fill out of (laughs) games we all have that for a long time we all have that like we had that game we put like way too many hours into online and we're like Mm -hmm. never again Yeah, and PUBG going to play against theaters yeah, for hundreds of hours, and yeah. now you just put up with it. Um, I, the thing that you brought up, Joe, is you brought up it affects players who are at the top level of skill. I just wanted to bring up one thing. Um, and this has happened in so many different communities where there will be one of the best players in the world, legit in the community, has a reputation. Come out five years later that they were cheating. Suddenly, all their speed running records are being pulled down, or they're being pulled off leaderboards. I played GeoGuessr, and it's just come out that the number one player in the world named Stick has been banned, and he was just caught cheating. It's been banned um, in the World Cup, and now all these records have been removed from the leaderboards. And you go back six months, and there's all these people defending this one guy. He's a cheater. No, he isn't the cheater. He's the best player in the world. There's all these people defending him. Suddenly they're all like, well, he was a cheater. So like, do I want to even keep playing anymore? And it's, it ruins the, that's what I mean. It ruins the community. It ruins the game. There are games, Mm -hmm. uh, like, you know, I don't, you know, there are, there are games out there where I know people like say that the hacking has gotten just so out of control. Like it just ruins the experience. I heard apex is like a horrible, like I, I heard this a bunch of online games where it's just awful. Uh, and, and it makes it so people will quit or just go to another game. I don't know. Ask Dr. Disrespect. I'm sure he knows all of them. I'm sure he'll tell you better than me. I don't play enough well, of those. Let's talk about um, anti cheat for a second. So, PC have a really good anti cheat system. Um, console doesn't. So, there's a thing on console that you can go and buy a device called a Zim or a, um, another a device, hack thing. A strike pack. And if you look on Amazon, it's one of the, the top selling items on Amazon. Like, this thing sells out at Walmart. Like it sells on eBay way more than it retails for. So people are buying this thing. Mm-hmm. Sony are well aware of that. 
this thing lets people take away recoil in games. Like it's prevalent in so many shooters, Call of Duty, PUBG. There's all these players using these devices on console and they're, they're being sold legally. Um, there's a big problem with people using mouse and keyboard on console. Mm-hmm. Console hasn't got this anti-cheat system like PC that aren't automatically picking up, automatically banning players. Like if you look at the amount of players banned on a daily basis playing Counter-Strike, it's like 50,000 players a day. Like that's serious numbers of players getting banned. And I'm sure it's probably the same 40,000 people every day and a few new ones are getting caught. But console cheating is absolutely rampant and unfortunately there isn't much being done about it because for like those devices you mentioned like the only way that stuff really can be stopped is if sony or microsoft in uh release a firmware update that prevents devices like that but those same companies may create a new device that uh, won't be blocked by it so same time it's just a never-ending battle for everyone uh, at the end of the day sony even sell their own versions of these devices like they obviously don't care and until yeah. Sony gets into well, competitive esports i don't think they're going to care here's they're... the thing do you think they really want to ban the people that are like using their services and into their stuff I'll, I'll let me explain it to you this way like i used to do security for a lot of companies like you're just catching shoplifters and shit and um you know i'd be like do you want me to trespass these people and they'd be like nah let them come back because even though they steal stuff we still want their like the money they spend here occasionally from their EBT or their WIC or whatever, they come in and buy stuff. So even though they're thieves and even though we know that we still want their business, because if we, if we ban all the thieves, we'll lose half our customers. Seriously. So it's like, that's how bad it is in reality. So in a gaming environment, let's say you got a hundred thousand players and 40,000 of them are fucking cheaters. You really going to ban 40% of your, your own base. It, you, are you are they what if they don't buy the next game you just cost yourself forty thousand copies who knows they probably stole it anyway but the point you know the logic is you know hopefully if you keep all the cheaters out you'll sell more copies to the, the, the good people but you know it comes down to like business down you know when these comes down this like you said do they really want to fix the problem no they want to like be like, oh, we give everyone a 30-day ban. Cut it out, guys. No, you should stop it. <laughs> but please come back and buy Battle Pass Season 3. Thank you. Or whatever. <laughs> they don't they, really care. They, they just did like a positive PR statement so that way people that did leave will come yeah. back and therefore and they'll yeah. keep paying more microtransactions. So it yes. makes sense when the you put it that way. The issue with that is players catch wind of that and then if all the top players are cheating, all their teammates are going to start cheating and it's just going to spread down through the whole ecosystem and then it's just going to become common trade throughout the game. Like I've been in gaming communities where I've known of cheaters playing for years and they get away with it and then that's, they just do, you know, and it, it is what it is. Like I, I personally don't play any competitive, the only competitive game I play is Geogas. Like I will won't play competitive games anymore because it's just not a good experience you know like i've grinded leaderboards before and busted my ass to you know finish second and third only to find out later on that the guy in first was cheating and it's just like well you know how, how does that make me feel like i put in 100 hours to find out that even if i put in that extra 50 hours or perform perfect i was never going to get to number one because he was cheating mm. like yeah Oh, for me, for like all those hours I put into Siege back then, I felt like at the same time, 
I reached like my say like level cap for how good I can get at this game. So it also felt like I didn't have much of a need to keep playing because I like reached my end goal. If you want to think of it that way to like my skill has been maxed out with this game. So just and just didn't get to a point where I'm just not enjoying my time with this game anymore. Not just because of like occasionally like a cheating asshole would come into it, but just not having fun anymore. And if I'm not having fun with the game, why am I playing it? Which, you know, is something I want to ask a lot of people who play competitive games. Like, are you guys having fun, actually? Dude, it's no? so funny that you say that. I have my roommate, and he plays nothing but, like, online competitive games. And he's in there swearing, constantly smashing the keyboard, just that. And I'm always like, oh, you having fun? I'm over here, like, you know, <laughs> just smoking the joint playing Stardew Valley. Like, I'm having a great day, dude. <laughs> my freaking potatoes are almost done. Like life is who's good. That? What are you what are you so mad about? <laughs> who's that one streamer who plays like Warzone on a PS4, I think? And I swear it's like every time he dies, he just yells, cusses, and just really bangs the table, or he has a dummy right behind him and just hits that thing for like 10 is seconds. Where, is where, like a gimp mask? It's like, You're talking about a lot of people right now. Is <laughs> an abuse yeah, dummy? That's weird. Multiple controllers. And... You guys are I wasting your money for how much stuff you're breaking. It's, oh. It can be funny playing with someone who rages playing a video game, especially when they do come up against cheaters. Like, I mean, I, I feel bad for them, but I've played with people who threw controllers before and different things like that. Yeah, you imagine? They have like that $200 dual sense. Oh, bro what are you doing oh, oh, yeah i had friends like that back in the day that like you know they'd get real mad and break controls punch holes in walls and stuff and uh that's always awkward because it's just like you're like all right i'll just let you win man or whatever yeah. <laughs> i even get scared if i ever drop this in all honesty yeah. so the idea of me wanting to smash yeah, this will never come to my mind hopefully no that's what I mean. Not nowadays, especially as collectors, we're like, I don't even want to open my controller. <laughs> Keep it in the box. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Or um, like I, there was a point where I would um have all my PS4 controllers and I had boxes for them all. So when I finished playing the game, I'd put it back inside the box. Yeah. <laughs> my PS5 that's... ones, because I bought the console, they are loose, so they just sit on my desk. Hmm. <laughs> Hey guys, let's move into um, uh, today's main topic, and that is going to be talking about the Unity engine. So if you guys are aware or not, Unity engine is an engine that basically um, is used to run video games. So like Among Us, for example, is used mm -hmm. on the Unity engine. Majority of games today are, are used to run on the Unity engine. So I think Unreal is the other big one. Right, unreal, yeah. a different yeah, one, be like that sort the of thing. Next thing that's and then just there's a few big. smaller ones. Mm -hmm. and ones. But if you're just, you know, you're getting into making games, Unity have a free game engine. That's where most people start making their video games to put on Steam. Yeah, a I lot of indie they, indie companies I heard use it. Yeah. They've come out this week and announced that they're going to start charging per download, which mightn't seem like much to us, but to individual developers and stuff this is huge news um some small companies have come out and like ran the figures of 
what their games have done and, and be like, so we owe you $3 million for the last six months. We only made like $30,000. So we're not going to continue in the future. Um, so many game companies are not making games anymore on Unity. They've stopped produ producing their games. They're going to now spend six, 12 months to remake the game on a different mm -hmm. engine because they don't trust Unity. Unity of adding clauses in their terms and conditions, basically saying that we have power to change what we say at any time, giving game developers no trust in this company. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's a really sour note in the gaming industry. And I can see this being like the strikes in Hollywood where this is going to delay a lot of big games for a long time. And we're going to notice that in the next six to 12 months. It'll really encourage these developers to say like switch over to and real unreal that we mentioned earlier especially since epic has they've really been pushing developers where if your game is being made on unreal like come to our epic store to to release it and you guys will get like way more revenue compared to if you developed on a different engine or released on another story so mm -hmm. if that is going to stay in place for unity can totally see that indies would really love to like go over to unreal if it's reason i don't know how you know licensing fees are for unreal for like getting into it. of course is not a game developer at all but can imagine like that will like push more developers to go that direction because they need more revenue and they can't afford unity at that point well it's just um man it's a shame like like because I, you know, a lot of these companies that, that Figzy mentioned too, these aren't like big AAA companies. These are small indie developers with teams of one person or two people. I've seen some posts on Twitter where like guys been like, I've been working on my game for six years and now I don't know if I can release it and I might have to start over. Like that sucks because that sucks. yeah, yeah. And, and it's also, again, not a good situation because like I also heard that they had to close their main offices because they're getting like death threats from people. Shit's gotten to the point where people aren't pleased with the change. Um, so it's just, I don't know, man. Well, they started to backflip on things and like they don't really know what to do anymore. They've backflipped on so many things that have said in the last few days that no one trusts this company anymore and this company doesn't really know what to do. So they've Well, nobody could, dude. The whole world can't plan anything financially. Uh, like everything is just like for inflation's crazy. Housing's, uh, foods, it's, everything's up. Like even now, even game developers are like, now you're gonna make me get, what the heck? I can't even get paid. For, like I, uh, you know, I get it. I, I, I could say the same thing. Like I wouldn't deal with that either. As another thing that's happening, and AJ has just brought it up. A lot of games are going to be delisted. So Cult of the Lamb is going to be delisted. They've announced that. So what I brought up before is they're going to start challenging for downloads. So if you've got a game on their engine released six years ago or released six months ago, you're going to start paying for it. And this is how crazy it is, the way that they track them. If you download a game and delete it and download it again and delete it, and do this 10 times, guess what? That game developer has to pay 10 times, even though the same person did it 10 times. So if someone's wow. got a grudge that's against not even, them, That's not even per purchase. You're just saying that's literally just per download. On If you you, re you delete a game on your computer, re-download it twice, the developer pays for it twice. So, so I own three or four them. switches is what you're saying. Yeah. So I literally am going to screw them four times just by loading up all my switches. <laughs> like, how bad is this for, um, for competitive? competitors like if you've got a competitor out there just kill them by downloading their game hundreds of times and send them broke like oh so like how they have view farms 
on yeah. Spotify, you could have download farms and just screw people. There's already <laughs> of business. people doing this. Like, it's crazy. <laughs> I hate the internet so much. Oh, my God. <laughs> what an evil thing. It's just, it's just... It's just like every possible bad thing that can happen. It happens very quickly on the internet. <laughs> like, the craziest that? thing is this decision would have been made by three or four people sitting around a boardroom who probably have absolutely no idea how the gaming industry actually works. And all they know about is how to make money. And, oh, look, we, we made what a billion downloads. What if we charge a dollar for each of them? That's an extra billion dollars. That's a great idea. We'll just kill every little developer in the process. The only thing I can think of why that they would want to go with this change uh, that even I could like to agree with it somewhat is, do you remember like years ago during like the Steam Greenlight days, the amount of people that would use Unity and put in so many the random assets they bought on their store and just publish that and put like no programming and you get like one of the worst things you have ever seen in your life see that like they want to like stop shovelware to that regard but this is still way too extreme at the end of the day because and i have a list here of some like notable unity games uh, like a lot of people don't realize like uh, there's so many games out there that use unity and ones mm -hmm. uh, that we should mention would be like Cuphead, Ori in the Blind Forest, uh, Hearthstone, that's a popular game there, Beat Saber, Pokemon Go. Uh, don't Hollow you mess Knight. with my Beat Saber. Don't you mess with my Beat Saber. Seriously. I, 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 I am addicted. If that shit goes, you can't mess with that. I, I love, love Beat Saber. Beat Saber is awesome. Also, Hollow Knight, uh, City Skylines uh, uses it, and so many others use Unity. It's insane. Hmm. So you saw Ants 2's coming out. Don't wreck that. I was looking forward to that one. <laughs> yeah, Hollow Knight 2. Yeah, don't be messing around with that stuff. That's yeah, we don't need like, to sure get delayed even further. Yeah, this podcast exactly. right now has got a game on Unity that they love or they are looking forward to and they want to play that is going to be affected by what's happened. So this is going to affect all of us, unfortunately. So can we circumvent the, the fee if we buy physical? Are you saying that we're the saviors of the situation? <laughs> only buy the physical boys no downloading nothing but i mean even if you buy the physical you're probably still downloading the game yeah probably when you're like updating it you're downloading something so what does that mean what if they patch the game and they have to, they have to pay everybody again if they do that i mean probably just... like the way yeah. that they That's set it up the was they got interviewed and it didn't come out very well the interview and the interview questions are very simple like how are people going to be charged? Are you going to know if it's individual people or per download? No. They're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll let you know <laughs> when you get the bill. Um, so let's move on to some more positive news, guys. So we had a couple of press conferences today. The first one mm -hmm. of those was Nintendo Direct. And there was some pretty exciting games announced by Nintendo Direct today. So, um, yeah, let's get into that, Joe. Oh, man. So there was a few things that I was really excited about. So the first thing, you know, first and foremost, like uh, for me, the biggest announcement was actually Contra. So maybe not for a lot of other people, but uh, I'm, I I love Contra. Like I still will occasionally just like be like, I'm going to beat Contra on the NES. Today is the day. And then I don't. And I've been doing that for 40 years. So I'm someday I will. But like I still love that game and try to beat it. And anyway. I'm so happy. Without the Konami code, right? No, no, really beat it. Yeah, no, no. I could cheat and beat it. That's bull BS. I mean, actually beat it. 
even with like uh I'm not even talking like one CC it. I mean, just beat it with the continues. Even <laughs> beat it. It's so hard, dude. I, anyway, I without the Konami code, but I'm trying to push it to like doing it without dying. Wait, I've no death done at it all. A few no times death without run. dying, but uh, I also yeah, want to do it do uh, without getting any other weapons. Just use the 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 Standard default pea shooter. <laughs> That'll be really hard. So you're going to come on in 12 months and be like, all right, now I'm going to beat the game blindfolded with the controller hand behind my back and I can't get hit. <laughs> and I can only, like, control things with my mouth. But I think my uh, next favorite thing that they announced, I would say um, it's a cross between a Mario versus Donkey Kong or a Thousand Year Door remake or remaster, um, where you want to call these. Mario, that looks mm-hmm. so good. So it's I never first... played them Donkey Kong versus Mario games. Um, they, what are they like? They're like puzzle games, they're like logic games, it looks like, or something like that. Most of them are puzzle games, but how these games should be is uh, what Donkey Kong 94 on uh, the Game Boy was, or in this case, Mario versus Donkey Kong on the GBA, where at least for this, uh, it's you're going to go through a bunch of levels as Mario, where they are like puzzles in a way, but it involves a bunch of platforming that you're in full control of mario that you have to like say like avoid this pit of spikes go up these ladders uh press these switches to like change the layout of the level get this key and then uh, try to get to like the door to proceed to the next level and save the mini mario toys that's how that i feel like all the mm-hmm. games should be but then after that uh, they went the what like most of the games turned into which was uh you uh, are controlling the toys and it's all an auto scroller essentially as soon as you like press the toys then they just keep moving and don't stop and you just got to like press the thing to Mm -hmm. make sure they don't fall into spikes or anything till they get to the end goal which boring compared to the previous games but those games are still good don't get me wrong though but come on like what this is mario versus don Kong. like that's what all these games should be that's why i'm so excited for this whenever it comes out that's cool. Yeah, I'd like to see any main, any more of their main franchises being revived and bringing them back. I'm happy to see that. Yeah. Uh, I want more Donkey Kong. I want more everything. Uh, what do you guys think about the F Zero ninety nine announcement? Is that free to play as long as you got a mm-hmm. um, Nintendo Switch subscription? The online service. Like, yeah, as long I'm as you're I'm probably gonna service. play it. Honestly, it looked like a heap of fun. I haven't. You know, Battle Royale in a racing so... game sounds kind of cool, right? Hmm. I haven't played like the previous 99 games at all because I just didn't care, honestly. But they were really cool for what they were. But in this case, like, oh, my God, a new thing with F-Zero. And and uh, just reading through the comments, like, hey, cool, you guys are doing something with this property. Now, can we get a new and en- like real entry mm-hmm. in this series? So that's why I feel like everybody like so we're all. I think everybody's like, well, I would have really preferred a real F-Zero. But like you said, I'm so happy they're doing anything with the franchise. And they it acknowledge like, it exists. Yeah, it's more than they'd like just put it on the online. They ported the Super Nintendo. They like made a new version. They souped up the graphics. It's, you know, so if it like you said, if maybe it'll show enough interest, spark enough interest, they'll uh, they'll bring it bring back the franchise in general. Which uh, man, uh, I really one that I wanted to bring up, and Joel's just mentioned it is another code mm. um, recollection got announced as well as they're going to do an English port of another code Century R, which was wasn't done in the West. So that's pretty exciting. It's always yeah. cool. I'm not see. familiar with the series. I've heard of the names before. I like know absolutely nothing about these games. So. Do explain what they are, if you don't mind. 
Um, I own it. I've never played it. <laughs> it's a JRPG. It's got. It, it's... I'm instantly sold then. If it's a JRPG, <laughs> oh, I'm instantly sold on it then. Even but I'm it's... a big fan of games that only got like Japanese releases, getting localized releases. Mm. Li- That's like something that I will spend money on. Live. No, I love that. And then, uh, like, I the new Rhapsody releases. That's so cool that we got those. I mean, yeah. I think I, I think the ones that I'm waiting for, and I think the ones everybody waiting for is I like what all of those Trails games that are in Japan that have never gotten Western releases. There's quite a few Trails games in the series that uh, on the PSP, and uh, there's even a few PS4 games I believe that just never got. Even Trails of Destiny, we didn't get that in the Power Region. <laughs> wow, we didn't that, get one or two. Trails, yeah, no, I'm talking about like the Trails games, like tra- Trails of Cold Steel, and. Um, some of those games so can't 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 wait i'm sure there's tales games that we didn't get to there's just an infinite lot of tales games i'm positive there's some of those too which i'd like oh speaking of which that's another thing i am actually pretty excited about the announcing the the tales of arise dlc i didn't see that coming at all and i love tales of arise i don't know if you guys played it but i absolutely love that game i I bought the collector i haven't played it and now this dlc announced all white and pick up the game of the year edition and play it that way Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep, I got yeah. burned again. again. <laughs> that was a long wait, though. So, yeah. I didn't think so. I didn't. So, this is what I mean by like companies establish business practices. Like, I knew better with Final Fantasy. Like, I know there's going to be like three versions of that game. Tales of Arise. I didn't. I didn't know that. I didn't know there would be like another. You know, there's quite a few Tales games, and there's not like three versions of each game. It's just Tales of Sisteria or Berseria or whatever. You know what I mean? So I wasn't. I'm like, this will probably be the complete game, but they got me. That's okay. Um, there was a, um announcement that Tears of the Kingdom isn't going to have DLC, and I'm actually thankful for that. I've still got 50 to 100 hours to finish in this game. It's almost overwhelming to think, oh, I've got to put in another 100 hours to play the DLC as well. I'm like, great, they're going to start working on a new one. You know, That's where the effort of the DLC will go, and look how good um, Tears of the Kingdom was from and it's better for the game itself overall because uh, that just lets you know it's like hey this really is a finished complete game at the end of the day if they're not yeah. going to be doing any major expansions uh, which that there can be a lot of good coming out of big expansions uh, but you know for the most part these days it's just exploited at the end of the day so i think they need to put a bookend on that game, I think they need to wrap up Mario Kart 8. And I think now we got new DLC coming. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, I, I know, but they, they, I guess finish it up. Game. They're not fin- going to finish, finish it. it up. No, that's fine. Finish it up. And then when the new Switch comes out, you can sell me Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, Deluxe, Super Deluxe version, Ultra Deluxe, Deluxe Championship Edition, whatever the fuck it is. <laughs> Go ahead. I'll buy it. But then please just give me nine. For the love of God, just release nine. Can we move on, guys? Let's do it. Let's get Metroid Prime 4. Let's get Mario Kart 9. You know, half life three. Yeah. Okay. Well, well now I mean, I mean they should release it. They should release Half Life 3, and it should be like a, a match three mobile game. Speaking of, can no, they release Half Life Alex PS2 already so I can play that? I mean, no, I already played it on. Nintendo Direct over on Discord when Mario Kart 8 
DLC got announced. It's like that that was expected. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Yeah, that's not surprising me. I'm like surprised they didn't do any new content for that game uh, for like a long time. And that game came out in the first uh few months of the Switch Switch's existence. I think it was after like the system was three or four months old back in 2017 that they released Mario Kart 8 and it took them how long to like start doing DLC for that game, which at the end of the day is still originally a Wii U game. I'm surprised it took them forever Perfect to like, come out with any Mario DLC. Mario Kart is Nintendo's yeah. graphics 405. And like it, it's the a same business model, it makes them money. Why would they make oh, a new one? I mean, I can't argue with the logic. It's if you check the top 10 games sold, it's always there, like always, always there, there since like since the wii u like it's just it never it, it so i yeah again i can't argue with it from a business perspective but like i said that's it's okay you could just you'll do just as well with mario kart 9 guys just let it die please super smash brothers is the same you know they can just keep releasing new characters and it'll oh. sell just as well if they made a new game I so I don't know how that's enough. Like that, the the version that they have of that game now is so insane. How many characters they have, and I don't know how they're gonna top overwhelming it, how yeah, much what, characters in uh, there. Like, what did they do in the next game? Are they gonna release it with all those characters again? Like, no, they're gonna have to, the next version of the game will have fifty less characters off the bat, right? Like, yeah. How, how else do you do it? It's just I don't know. It, yeah. No, but they, that, the crazy part is they don't just have characters. Every character's got their own amiibo. Which everyone who buys gets into the game buys the amiibos as well. So if they release a new game that doesn't have compatibility for all these amiibos people have bought, suddenly there's anger in the community, you know. <laughs> all right, then then they're just gonna sell all their amiibos just like I did back then. I used to have full sealed North American and JP exclusive set at the time. Oh my goodness! Yeah, no, no fun keeping up with that. I just got fed up with Nintendo's business practices uh, where the the part that really killed it for me was when uh, Skyward Swords uh, Loftwing came out where they literally locked a very good quality of life feature like fast traveling behind a figure. Yeah, that's that, right. Yeah, I that was the final nail in the coffin. Like, I'm not supporting this type of business practice like like this especially of how hard it is to get these sometimes so mm -hmm. that case took like three totes filled with like a lot of the sealed ones and just took them to like a local game store and i made bank there you go and the most expensive one at the time it was this japan exclusive monster hunter one i can't remember the name of it because you know it's a weird japanese name of course and i sold that on ebay at the time i think it was like 700 800 and like holy crap and i and i got that msrp when it was like like 25 dollars when i got that same for the the box boy amiibo which is a lot of people's holy grails for amiibos which the thing with that that release in like the bundle kind of like the uh mega man uh legacy collection 3ds bundle where it came with a gold mega man mm -hmm. figure it was the same thing for this box boy one but how i went with that i took the amiibo out because the way it came in like the box the big box itself was open but like the game itself and the amiibo was still sealed so that's just how it came in the mail so i like sold the amiibo itself to the store made bank on that and uh, sold it came with a soundtrack and the outer big box i sold just those things on ebay and then i kept the game itself which is still on my shelf matter of fact in fact i'm gonna grab that right now matter of fact 
There you go. Yeah, I mean, if you have the patience to piecemeal things out, you can make a lot of money. Yeah. You know what I mean? But that's like I'm doing in my video game collection. I keep saying I'm selling it, but I'm not selling 100 games for a lot. I'm selling one game at a time, you know, because that's how you get maximum mm-hmm. amount of money for it. I've, I've put in figures of what I pay for everything. I try and at least make back what I paid, plus, you know, if I can make profit, I will. I know, you know how Nintendo Direct that I loved was the Prince of Persia announcement. It looks like I was thinking, like, is this new Hercules from PS1 or Castlevania? And then they announced Prince of Persia. It was really cool. It's Ooh. cool. So that's Mega Man. This is a uh, box boy. The uh, oh, trilogy. it's a box boy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. This is like uh, it's all three games that. Uh, that we got digitally on the eShop, which I have those on my system. I can't use this on my American system because region locked on the 3DS. So this is still sealed. But what's strange, um, when I have, when I scan this into like my apps for cataloging my collection, which I use CLZ games on my phone, when I scan this, it brings it up as like a thousand dollars. And though I think it's scanning in for like, you know, the whole box set that I used to have, so that's like the one thing where like this is really off, but this is still definitely expensive because I think this is still the most valuable Japanese 3DS physical game possibly because if like if it really is selling for like that much on eBay for the full kit, then just like the game itself is still up there at the same time. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, I I wanted to be done with that amiibo because you know just amiibos in general was done supporting them, so got rid of that. But you know, I, I still wanted to keep this itself because it's a physical release of really good mm-hmm. uh, puzzle games on the 3ds that we only got digitally. So pretty cool to have a physical of that, and it's gonna stay sealed because I oh, can't yeah. use it anyways. Beautiful piece, and yeah, it's got a nice. piece of history. Oh yeah, a piece of history. Well. Like you know, you tell the story, showing it to us. And that's my rule on keeping a game. I want to um, this might sound cliche, but if I can't like go on Instagram and make a story about it, what's the point of me owning it? If if it's not for one, a game I want to play, or two, a game I want to collect, then it's got to mm-hmm. go in that second rule. If I can't then post about it to my community, then it's yep. probably not a game I want to collect. Like I, I sold a copy of um, one of you guys bought it in the community and germany's next top model and to me like i didn't ever want to share this game again it's almost embarrassing that i bought this in the first place so it's like that's going on ebay you know and one of you guys bought it and said oh no it's for a friend figs it's not for me (laughs) (laughs) no that's a that's a great way of looking at it and that's i mean i collect for the only two reasons i collect is games i want to play or games that are collectible that are cool or rare or hard to find or neat or that like ha- i have like... an interesting story behind yeah. them for why they're rare than yeah those yeah. are cool well, i collect for the artwork like perfect i want that that tekken cover i ordered for to your house fixy like, let me show you I, like i just i own tekken seven seven ways for sunday i can play the game a million times joe pick up for the week but heck yeah, <laughs> like i that cover art is dope so that's what they got in japan and australia and like i just wanted the artwork i love tekken i'm a huge tekken fan like it's like a huge part of my like gaming life from from i've been like and i just you know so that's what i mean like i'll want kind to of a like, soundtrack too, yeah. yeah but there's like lots of fighting games that 
will do nothing for me and i i you know i, I wouldn't want them in my collection because i don't want to play them so mm -hmm. I, I like you bring up that you buy it because the artwork does look good and that's like a big factor why i buy some mm -hmm. physical games is like i like the artwork and heck yeah this is probably like half the reason why i wanted to buy this because the artwork honestly <laughs> does look sick and will look like a good display piece for like uh when i have a shrine of like uh, stuff based on this franchise because it's a big franchise for what this is from which game question this oh there you go buddy that's awesome bro scored this for around like 40 dollars <laughs> recently and not bad and That's I cool. still think this is way too, that is still way too expensive for what this game is. <laughs> this game sucks. But I love Godzilla. Oh, I love, I love <laughs> Kaiju so much. This game sucks at the it's end no of the good. day. It's not good. But I remember the reason I did not buy it back then was because it sucked a lot and i'm sure that's why a lot of people didn't buy it anyways because they knew how bad it was look at angry joe's video on it. it's i it, i think it's still one of his best reviews he's ever done but if you go back and like watch it he does take like the game and he like literally slams it right on the kitchen floor and like one of the corners is like snapped off when he like sh like opens it up and I just like question like if he still has that today and like he finds <laughs> out how much it's worth and he's gonna he's gonna rage like really people you pay it that much for this <laughs> funny but, how but, life works but, but like it, there's a reason that's so expensive and it's not because it's a bad game it's not because of godzilla it's because the license got taken down so yeah you can't get it on the here, digital it store so well so there's only so many copies out there so like there is a reason why it is expensive but like it's yeah, so the angry video game murder if he heard about it today he'd probably be like what i i told you how crap this game was why are you buying it like, you're yep. but honestly the artwork does look really sick though it's really Heck reminiscent yeah. of say like the original uh gojira movie it looks really nice if i'm honest so this will definitely be like a nice display piece when I have like more Godzilla stuff. Because as I said, I'm a huge fan of kaiju's overall. So, yes, that's the main reason of buying this. Almost something announced today. So, Bandco and Namco announced that they're selling ten, um, like two meter tall statues of Godzilla for like thirty thousand dollars. Wow! <laughs> like they're legit. They're like three hundred kilos each, and there's only ten of them. <laughs> All right, post the fundraiser in the corner. We want one for the show. Please <laughs> donate, guys. Thirty thousand dollars. We know every screen, and it was for our our Godzilla fund. It's really important. I know there's more important problems in the world, but we want a Godzilla. So, guys, before we get into the Sony segment, let's get into Figsy's quiz. Oh this boy! Time to play the Figsy quiz. Have you ever played the quiz before? We no, I haven't. Right. There was no quiz back then. There wasn't. Nope. Now that I remember, we missed it on episode fifty. Oh, this is a first. Awesome. Well, before we get into the quiz, uh, as you guys know, we also have a quiz for chat. So I'm going to give you guys chat score before we start. If my computer lets me. So on two points, we've got Cyrus and Mario. Mario. And on one point, we've got Windy Corner TV, Jimmy J, Jason Trickster, Banffy, Lulu Girl, and The Collectionist. So the way chat's points work is the first person to get five points will win a video game shipped anywhere in the world. And each time you get a correct answer, you get one point. 
So the correct to get a correct answer, you have to successfully name the correct title of the video game shown by the photos. So Devin, this one isn't for you. This one's just for chat. And chat, here is your question this week. So I'm looking for the full video game title. And you guys have the duration of the quiz to answer. And we need the full title for the point. So while we leave that one, we'll get into today's quiz. Now, bear me one second while I bring the questions up. And we do have a new style of question tonight, so that should be really fun as well. I practiced it with Pavel yesterday, and it seemed like a pretty fun style of question. Oh, keep me on my toes. What do you got for me now? <laughs> That'll be for the end of the quiz. Okay. So, Devin, as this is your first time on the quiz, would you like to go first or would you like to go second? Let's go first. All right. Devin's going to be going first tonight and Joe will be going second. But before we get into it, I can reveal we have a correct answer from chat. Congratulations to Westman getting his first point with the correct answer. Eat lead, the return of Matt Hazard. Really good, man. And let me just bring up the answer quickly. Yes, it was Eat lead, the return of Matt Hazard. Westman takes his first point. So be sure to jump in the live streams, Westman. And if you get five points, you will win yourself a video game. So, Devin, you said you're going first, right? Yes. All right, sweet. So each question is going to be worth one point. If you get the question wrong, it will hand over to Joe for the steal. And then if Joe gets a question wrong, it'll hand over to you for the steal and vice versa. Uh, so we have, instead of eight, we have nine questions tonight because we are debuting a new question at number nine, uh, which we'll, I'll talk about when we get there. It's pretty exciting, that one. Um, but yeah, once again, just want to shout out Pavel and Sylvan for providing all the questions and answers to tonight's quiz. It's a really fun one, this one. And let's get into it. Question number one. Devin, this one's for you. How many Army Men games are on PS1? Six, seven, eight, or nine? There is six. Incorrect. Joe? I cannot believe there is more than six Army Men games. Holy crap. <laughs> that is insane. I will. I, I, it cannot be more than seven. Please tell me, God, there's not more than seven. And you know, recently I've like looked <laughs> through the uh, videos of like every game for every system to make up my wish list, and I did go through the PS1, so I knew there was a lot of army yeah. <laughs> games. You know, what would surprise you. There's 10 SpongeBob games on PS2. PS2. How crazy is that? That is crazy. <laughs> That's insane. Dang, man. <laughs> You're like, whoa, what were they doing in these years? Like every six months. I mean, you can talk about Lego, like, but Lego's with different Lego's franchises. All these different genres. Yeah. Mm -hmm. These are just like one game. Well, our, our army men had like Sarge's heroes and then it had like the helicopter games. It had some variations, but I mean, it's, <laughs> they could have made a new franchise, right? <laughs> I do like the army men games. I don't know if you guys, I remember, man, I rocked those on like the N64. I had a good time. I got a few played one. I've played one. All right, moving on to question number two. Joe, this one's military games. Yep. Joe, what PS3 game received an award from Guinness World Records as the most players in a console SPF with 256 players in matches simultaneously? Was it Black Ops 2, Battlefield 4, 
Borderlands or mm. Mag? I'm going to say Mag. Correct answer was Mag. So Mag was the first game with online matches that featured 256 players. And I've heard amazing things about Mag, and unfortunately I never got to play it because the servers got shut down pretty quickly. So bring back Mag. <laughs> Obviously, some fan-made servers for that game or something. How cool! That would be a smart way for t- Sony to try to sell their online servers services. Like it will give you like access to all these online multiplayer games that we canceled. Yeah, you can play Starhawk and Warhawk and, and they turn Mag and heck oh. yeah, dude! That would be so cool. Yeah, they're um, they're increasing prices for PS Plus, so offer games like that uh, when you sign up for Plus. Honestly. <laughs> Yeah, it would be amazing. Anyway, they don't care about us, really. <laughs> They'll make some new Battle Royale that no one's ever heard of. And like, shut up and play Fortnite, dude. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on to question number three. So this round is going to... I'm going to show you guys some Japanese PlayStation 3 covers, and you have to tell me what game it is. So, Devin, here's your one. Oh, that's cool. I don't know what it is, but it's cool. <laughs> I've seen it before. I can't think of it. Don't, don't know, Joe. It's yours. Oh, no, it isn't. It's not mine at all. Um, <laughs> it's probably not a Barbie game. Um, I don't think it's a SpongeBob game. Probably not an Army Men. I mean, it could be. An <laughs> it could be, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's a dog tag there. I mean, it looks like a horror game because everything's on fire and it looks scary and stuff. But I don't know. I I will say Silent Hill. Do I need to be more specific? Yeah. No, nah, it was wrong. So we're okay, looking okay cool. Infamous. All right, that's, that's where too I... much action for Infamous. If I'm honest, really but... cool cover. <laughs> It that, is that, that that is a sweet cover at the same time. When you take all that stuff out of Infamous, that actually looks sick. Yeah. All right. Question four. Joe, this one's for you. Let's do it. Okay, that's the evil within. That is the evil within. Cool. I mean, you gave me. I know you're a fan of the game, game, but if you yeah. hadn't played yeah. it, it might have been a tough one. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I knew what that was right away. <laughs> Mm. All right, at the end of round two, Joe's got an early lead of two points, and Devin's right behind him to get to score. But still, anyone's game at this point, especially with our final question, which is potentially worth. Can you win nine points? <laughs> the whole game. <laughs> there will be nine points for grabs on the final round. I don't know. If so there's eight. Points. There's eight points, and then nine in the last question. Yeah. <laughs> You'll be taking turns in answering. That's how it will go. Let's do it. All right, moving on to round three. Devin, mm-hmm. this one's for you. What Nintendo 64 game that was remastered on the Switch had kiosks to print out photos? Pokemon Snap. It was Pokemon Snap. Those kiosks are very collectible. Oh, yeah. Have you seen the cars? There's like 20 of them. And like the people that own them hang out together and stuff. Really Even cool. the, did you know the Super Famicom? They had those cartridges where you could like go to these kiosks and write games to it. That's how yeah. uh, um, Fire Emblem uh, Five or Thracia Seven Seven Six. Like that's how most people got it. And yet that game came out in like two thousand, like well into the N sixty four. You could put so it on like 
floppies or something, right? Can you write to like floppies? That's the Famicom disk system, but yeah. the uh, but the Super Famicom they did have like they did look like actual Famicom cartridges. Uh, just oh, okay. they had like like numbers written on, so you could probably like write what game is on there to like keep track of it. So really interesting to look into that. I recommend you look into it. It's really cool how those worked. That's neat. Yeah, moving on to question number six. Joe, this one is for you. What you got? Question six. What game had the original name Race and Chase? Need for Speed? Incorrect. Devin? Uh, repeat it again. Sorry. What game had the original name Race and Chase? It's not Ridge Racer, is it? Not Ridge Racer. So we were looking for Grand Theft Auto. Boy, is that a better name? <laughs> that is Race and Chase. Seriously, you new Race and Chase Five. <laughs> yeah, that's. What, what, was that like a project name that they gave it when they were making Must the game? Be. Yeah, something like that. Uh, well, Grand Theft Auto is so much edgier and yeah. better for what that franchise became. Like, wow. <laughs> Maybe mm. we'll change that name. All right, moving on to question number seven. Before we do that, score update. Devin's moved into one point, and Joe's still got a lead to anyone's game goes. So question seven and eight are going to be photo rounds where you have to guess the video game from the pictures, just like chat's question. So Devin, this one's for you. Chivalry. Sorry? So chivalry. It's not chivalry, Joe. I mean, it's gosh. I mean, I'm thinking Death Knights, but I don't know if that's enough for like a whole game. Are you there? It's Poison Knights. And there's a game called Poison Control, and then there's Poison Witches, and then there's... I'm going to just say Death Knights, which is just... I don't know. So he's both flying on to Evil World. We were looking for Toxic Crusaders. That's fair. Clever. Okay. Chat didn't get that one either, so that might have been a tough one. Mm. All right, moving on to Joe, this is yours. You should have given him like a lot of Jesus stuff, the Crusaders, <laughs> and that would have been... You know what I yeah, mean? No, Joe, name the game. This one's mine? Yeah. Okay. What the frick? What the heck? Sylvan sent me this one and I got it. So, no excuses. Oh, okay. Well, if you got it, I mean, obviously I have to get it. <laughs> oh, God. I mean, that taser, I could, is it, it could be interpreted in a lot of different ways. Mm. Mm. I pass. All right, Devin, the chance to steal. Oh, I, I got say it now. It's like an insulting name, I want to say, because that blue shell, if you were hit by that, you would want to kill someone. <laughs> but. Oh. I got nothing either. 
I don't, I don't know the first. It's shell shocked, but I don't know the first word, right? Yeah, you're right. You just haven't got the first word. Mm, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's Eminem. He's a rapper, but I got nothing, bro. Put it together. Put it together. Eminem rapper shell shock. What are you talking about? Eminem shell shock or rap shell shock? I don't know. <laughs> Rapture shell shock? I mean, I don't know. I'm not going to give you the point. No, I don't want the points. Tell me the damn answer at this point. It was Eminem shell shock. <laughs> Eminem <laughs> shell shock. So it literally is Eminem's. Well, I didn't know there was an Eminem's game you got. Me. Okay, yeah. I did not See, know that. Yeah, you, you, I'm not going to know about an Eminem's pal game, dude. I'm just not. <laughs> so I know There's a lot a of. game as well. Sorry. <laughs> God, man. I know about Pepsi, man. That's about it, bro. I don't know. Oh, yeah, I've got it. It's a game about Smarties, really. I do like Smarties. You got the Smarties meltdown. <laughs> <laughs> like what? The, what? A, what? A, what? Best artwork ever. <laughs> I mean, so, the, what is the game? You sit there and you make your jaw hurt. Oh, like what the? I feel like it's gonna be like a connect. Oh my god, they're three D. It's an action game. <laughs> <laughs> Look like, at that. Like Call of Duty. Look, he's running around with little arms and legs and stuff. Oh, God. God dude. <laughs> All right, guys. The score is Joe's on two, Devin's on one, and we are moving into our new final question. So this final round's going to be fun. Um, I'm going to show you a photo with 10 different pictures on it. And you guys have to guess the video games from this picture. However, you have three lives each. Every time you get one wrong, you lose a life. Every time you get one right, you get a point. Devin will start going first. It'll go Devin, then Joe, Devin, Joe, until you guys both either run out of lives or guess all the games. You guys understand the rules? Yeah. All right, Devin, you're up first. So tell me one of these games. Let's see, Resident Evil 2. Correct. All right, just one. So Resident yeah. Evil 2 was on there. And Joe? Resistance, follow man. Correct. And Devin? Pray. Correct. Joe? Bully. Correct. Devin? Grand Theft Auto 5. Correct. Joe? Pat upon. Correct. D Street? Um, the Pedestrian? Which one are you referring to? The signs in the top right. Incorrect. Devin's lost a life. Joe? Uh, Simpsons hit and run. Correct. That was the one in the top right. Uh, Devin? I believe there's two more. There's three more. Three um, more? Sorry. Legacy of Kane. Incorrect. Devin's lost another life. Mm. Is that Hellboy on the top left? Incorrect. Joe's lost a life. Devin, you'll find a life. Um, We're missing top left, bottom left, and the one in the middle on the right-hand side. We didn't do the cars? That wasn't okay, great. Bottom, bottom left. Bottom left. The, the bottom, very bottom gas mask was GTA 5. Um, okay. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. For yeah, the yeah. bottom left, is, is it Ridge Racer? Not Ridge Racer. Devin's out. Joe, you've got two lives left. Um, 
I'm going to say God of War for the boat. Wasn't God of War for the boat? One life left, Joe. Did we get the spaceship guy? Yeah, the spaceship yes. guy was Prey. Uh, okay. I'm going to say Gran Turismo for the cars. Wasn't Gran Turismo. So the cars was Need for Speed mm. Most Wanted. Ah, I got you. The top left one was Small Soldiers, and the okay. boat was Assassin's Creed Valhalla. And Not I can fair. confirm, this week's winner with six points goes to Joe Ray. Congratulations, Joe. Whee! Devin finished strong with four points. That was really fun, guys. Well done. That was a good quiz. That was fun, dude. Thank mm -hmm. you. I hope you guys enjoyed the new style of um, question. That was pretty fun at the end. Wait, I'm giving myself applause. That, that was... <laughs> Devin started knocking out the points at the end there too, so I thought he was going to come home really strong. And that, <laughs> that last category was really fun. And uh, I love. I think the uh, I I do I like the Japanese cover thing. That's really fun too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because it's was... like I have no idea, but at the same time, like I still should be able to figure it out, sort of. You know what I mean? Like, I, it's yeah, like I may have clues. Uh, I may have like slight advantage when it comes to the Japanese covers because, as I mentioned earlier, I have done like projects where I it's on a, the channel is called Video Game Library on YouTube. They have went through like pretty much every single system for every game ever released on those systems uh, for like uh, north america pal and uh, japan all like exclusive titles in those territories so yeah i went through like all, all those systems and like made my wish list of everything i like want and can see myself buying so i know exactly what to look for when i'm either on ebay or shopping locally and let me tell you that was such a long project especially when you get to systems like ps1 ps2 is like oh my god there's so much stuff dude so i i got a steam deck and so i did a similar thing but you know for for uh what is it preserving purposes <laughs> yeah so I, got, <laughs> so I made a list of like everything i wanted and i can so when everybody's like what's your favorite system it's definitely playstation one because i have on my steam deck it's like i have 50 games for this system 50 for this system 50 and playstation one i have like 350 games <laughs> it's just like i love the games the library on the ps1 is the dopest especially if you have the world, regions, the world like... yes what you mm -hmm. get, I have the, all the Japanese shmups, all the European games we didn't get. Like, there are so many good games we get on the PS1. All the American oh. JRPGs we didn't get. <laughs> Dude, mm -hmm. so it's such a such a badass system. And so, I love so it. You, uh, so let me ask you this. Did you put, uh, what's it called, LSD Simulator on there? No, I don't play that game. <laughs> I'm all set with that. I know what it is, but I'm good. I would buy it if I saw it. That's not a cheap game anymore. That's like a you saw the prices for that? Like, expensive. holy God, it is expensive. It's one of the most expensive yeah. JP games next to uh, mm -hmm. well, the ones be like Guy Seed and Harmful Park, which Harmful Park, God. Guy Seed, and uh, Little Ralph, I think. Uh, the one that I really so want bad. to get uh, that is still exclusive, they're very expensive. And even then, when I get I can't play a Japanese without it getting patched, is Serial Experiments Lane. I don't know that one. It's no, an anime. It's originally an anime of the same name, and if you like stuff like Silent Hill, where the story, the narrative is like up to your imagination in the, some cases where it's a lot of visual storytelling, 
watch serial experiments lane in fact the whole anime is up on youtube you can watch the whole series free just like that apparently um the how the best i can describe it is it came the anime came out in the mid or late 90s and it basically predicted how the internet would turn a society to where like we lock ourselves into say like these online forums so like 4chan really and we turn into like completely different uh, people when we're on there say like you know um we are not social at all when we're out in public but when we're in like online forums or chats like we are a completely different person it kind of predicted uh, uh lane kind of predicted uh, that in a way if you look at it that way and there's a lot of like creepy stuff in it that i can't recommend enough it's possibly my favorite anime to date that they made a um in japan they released a ps1 game based on it but it's from what i understand it's like a side story of the anime so it's explaining stuff that was going on that we didn't see in the anime so if you're a big fan of the show you absolutely should look into this jp exclusive ps1 game and sadly like the game itself is very expensive but online uh people have like fan translated it and you can go to like some websites and play like an online web version of it and it's fully translated too so there's that but you know if you want the original copy you know it's ridiculously expensive the community is so good for things like that like i've, I've mentioned before that there was originally a ps3 fans translation of tales of Vestalia to be able to play because there wasn't a english version on ps3 only the 360 at one point and it's mm -hmm. awesome when the community does that Hey guys, I think it's just about time to get into some show and tell, um, where we show some recent pickups and some stuff from our collection. Um, I got a okay. cat. Joe's got a cat to show off, so show us your cat. There he is. Hi, oh. Mr. Giddy. So if you guys hear him on the podcast, there he is. Our star of the show now. Mr. I like to scream all the time at inappropriate times. So like when we do when we do the morning podcast like the European shows it's like seven a.m. here and that's just like I eat kitty food time so he just walks around the house screaming like ah, everybody wake up and get back up out so yeah. stop showing our stuff and like everybody's not going to be looking at it they're going to be looking at him instead because it's way more interesting to look He's a at boy yeah he is that's good all right I got some pickups who's going first I got a pickup for once. You got you bought some stuff. You buy games? Uh, I didn't buy any games. Oh, right. <laughs> I <gotta> pick up. <laughs> what you got? So it's pretty cool. I showed it off yesterday. Um, so as you guys knew, um, a few months ago, well, actually, almost a year ago now, uh, we had um, Sandeep Rai on the podcast, otherwise known as um, Too Up for Gaming, to talk about his upcoming book, which was it only did everything, and it's finally here. So here is the full hardcover book. I really want that book. That's awesome, dude. I, I backed his. I uh, a few of the pages on the um, podcast. So it's all in color. It's absolutely amazing. Mm. It smells amazing, too. I love the smell of new books. <laughs> I backed his uh, Vita books. Uh, that looks like well. a really nice quality. Sadly, yeah. I missed out on the PS3 one. But when he puts it up on his Etsy store, that's when I'm going to buy it for myself. It's pretty cool to skip to the back and know a bunch of people in these back pages. Like um, my good friend, Robert Warns, who watches the shows. Windy Corner TV is in here, so shout out to Robert. Yeah, I recognize some celebrities. Colin Moriarty, there. I feel like I know that name. He that? was a well-known IGN uh, guy back oh. then. Uh, 
Okay. Um, he, I'm like, like, I definitely know that name. It, he was like their PlayStation guy. You could say I disagree with a lot of his opinions on stuff. Uh, nowadays, That's probably he, why I know him too. <laughs> yeah, nowadays he does have like his own uh, channel and does like his own podcast like stuff. Cool. But uh, good for him. But uh, I don't like your opinions on stuff uh, so at all. Wow. Or the book. It also comes with a magazine of the top 100 PS3 games, which is a really good read. And it also comes with a really hardcover bookmark which is really cool and it's got controllers and stuff yeah and all he, that. he did the same thing for the vita things that i have similar stuff for when i backed uh mine back then that that's really cool that he does that one still. of the few kickstarters that i've only heard good things about and i've heard so many bad things about kickstarter so it's good to see someone actually delivering exactly what they promise and just mm-hmm. with that in mind um sandeep starting a new project which is a playstation focused retro magazine and he's actually coming back on the podcast. So October 1st, uh, the European time slot, Sandeep will be back on the show. So be sure to um, check that out to hear all about his upcoming project, which will be really cool. But, yeah, if you guys want to order this book, I believe it will be back on Sandeep's Etsy store as of next week. Uh, once it is for sale again, I'll post it on Discord. So jump in the Discord to be able to find details about that now. But yeah, it's absolutely amazing, guys. It's mm-hmm. the first book that's going to live in my game room. <laughs> it's cool. And it's a love letter to the best console. Yeah, 100%. Mm-hmm. And it yeah, really did do everything. Yeah, um, I didn't pick up this week, but these are some of my favorite PlayStation 1 pieces, and they are from my Grand Theft Auto collection. So firstly, we have the Grand Theft Auto Collector's Edition. This is in a box, which rarely happens in the PS1, which is really, really nice. So it comes with Grand Theft Auto 1, Grand Theft Auto 2, and Grand Theft Auto London 1969. And the box is in really good condition. Uh, This copy was actually Kevin Walters' childhood copy, which I'll be keeping forever. So it's from his childhood into my collection, which is really cool. That is cool. You'll take more good care of it, I feel. Now, the second one's pretty rare. Um, It's an Australian exclusive. So here we have Grand Theft Auto and Grand Theft Auto London 1969 double pack. Uh, This particular piece overseas can, like, fetch prices of over 500 euros, which is crazy. Thankfully, in Australia, it can be a little bit easier to find. Um, I actually found one incomplete for $50 and then not for $150. And then I went on Facebook and asked if anyone had the back cover and some dudes like, yeah, I've got it. And I bought it for $50. So I completed it for 200 bucks, which I was absolutely stoked about. So yeah, is um, one of the rarest pieces of my PS1 collection. That's really cool, man. That's sweet. Even better than when you complete something so cheap. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, that's the best feeling in the world. You get something you want and it's rare and you didn't have to pay a lot for it. Oh, that's the trifecta. Yeah. That's the that's the dopamine hit we're all looking for. Oh, found Silent Hill for a download. Oh, my God. Um, I got a whole bunch of crap actually came in randomly. You know how it is. I didn't buy it all this week. It's just when you order like limited <laughs> stuff, it's like... <laughs> I ordered this three years ago. It happened to show up today. So that happens often. Um, yeah. So, but uh, so it's getting to be spooky season. So I've been trying mm-hmm. to get like some back into like kind of getting some horror games and stuff. So I wanted to buy some more stuff for my PS4 collection. So I already had this on PS5, but I wanted to pick this up on PS4 as well. This is a Dread Out. This is a horror game that um, only got an English release in Asia, I believe. 
Uh, I don't know if the Japanese copy, if there is a Japanese copy of the English, but this Asian copy here with the, um, where is it? The, um, this regional sign, this one has English on it. And uh, yeah, it's a survival horror game. So if you're into collecting horror and you collect for PS4, this is one I'd probably pick up because it's kind of a weird one. Not going to get released in the West. Uh, it did get released on PS5 as well. Um, so I already owned this game, but I had the PAL copy. And I'm, I want like a full like NTSC set for my horror games. So I got the uh, NTSC version for Blair Witch. Um, yeah, it's, it's, I got a really, so I, I, right now, oh man, this, you guess game is so cheap. Like so many PS4 games, like 20 bucks. I guess like 20 bucks, something sealed. Per, per, perfect time to buy for the system right now for yeah. a lot of yeah. stuff you're missing. Yeah. And it's a perfect time for me to upgrade and sell stuff too. So like I could probably, I'm going to keep this copy and I'll sell my pal copy. Mm-hmm. Um, Made by blooper team, Blair, Witch, who are handling the silent Hill two remake, which I have serious doubts about that but we'll wait and see how that turns out you know i'm hopeful it'll be worse than the ps3 version i was just gonna say it can't be any worse than that you know (laughs) hey hey let's set our expectations down the bottom so whatever they do is going to be better than that i heard my expectations for the last of us remake i thought were terrible people say that was good so whatever we'll see when i play it uh so this was part like vg Video Games Plus got like a stock, a restock of a bunch of limited run stuff. So I wanted to pick up a couple of things. So I grabbed the the Axiom Verge 1 and 2 double pack. It's a nice cover. Yeah, so um, they have... So I had Axiom Verge 1, like the multiverse edition on PS4. It's like a... Same. Not like a collector's edition, but yeah, I have that version. And then they did release a Axiom Verge 2 standalone copy. Uh, and I was tempted to keep the multiverse version and get the standalone copy, but I ultimately I was like, nah, I'm trying to like save space as much as possible. So I was like, I'm just going to go with the double pack and I'm going to probably sell my multiverse edition. But uh, yeah, really good games. If you've never played these games, they're like Metroid games. And I don't mean like they're Metroidvanias. I mean, they're like Metroid games, like actually, literally, like, literally, literally like, Metroid. <laughs> yes, like like uh, Metroid One and Super yeah, Tom, Tom Hap, awesome. the, yeah, Tom Hap, the developer of sole developer of those, mm-hmm. like, oh, I'll buy whatever else he makes. Those those yeah. games are awesome. They're they're awesome. They're just fun. I I'm like, you know, I can't get enough of those 2D action type games. I love them so. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this, I've been like, this is going to be like the next game I actually put some time into. Um, I've been waiting to pick it up for a long time. I'm just waiting for a cheap copy, and I got this for thirty bucks. I'm pretty happy with it. I picked up the nice. remake. Yep, uh, I, I only heard good things about it too, which is what we want with remakes. Just mm-hmm. it's just Resident Evil Four in space. Yep, I just finished Resident Evil Four. Awesome game, best game mm-hmm. of the year, by the way, for the remake I loved specifically. It. Yeah, it was the f- I rarely like will sit start to finish a game without taking like long breaks in between and playing six different games. And, you know, what I mean, I just Resident Evil 4 remake. I just every day sat down and played it until I beat it. Like I loved it so much. I just loved couldn't get it. So much. It was so much fun, dude. And then the, and then announcement today, they announced the VR version and I'm like, oh, do I want to do it again? <laughs> kind oh, of I'm doing it. Again. Like, like, like I bought it on PC yeah. when it first came out. Like I'm mm-hmm. buying it on PS5 when the VR version comes out because I want to be like John Wick for God's sakes. <laughs> 
So I'm I'm like super looking forward to this. I might even stream this. I'm thinking about actually like streaming this. Yeah, I'd recommend it when October comes around. That'd be yeah, a good yeah, yeah. Uh, thing to stream. Um. So speaking of spooky stuff, so I rarely rarely do this, but like I I I like I do have a pretty extensive PS4 horror set. So I bought this game. It does not have English. Um. It's the it's closed nightmare. Ooh. It's a Japanese horror game. Um, I don't know too much about it because this is in Japanese. So yeah, uh, I, I read. The is back. there like a English uh, digital download of that at all? I don't think so. I think this is just straight up a Japanese game in Japanese. I do not think you can play this in English at all. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I said, it wasn't super expensive, and uh, I love the freaking artwork, dude. Like that's yeah. awesome. Like that yeah, artwork, yeah. Uh, so that's true. similar to what is it? The yeah. Resident Evil Outbreak One or Two PAL mm-hmm. or Japan cover art, where it is like the yeah. eye on there. I like the spine. Well, too. I love the English text on the yeah, spine, exactly. So. Yeah, it's, exactly. And I mean, it was like nineteen bucks shipped from Japan, and I, I also I just got to give it to Japan, like the. This game is like used or whatever. It's brand new. Like the quality. Every time I buy a game from Japan, it is immaculate. Oh, yes. always coming yeah, these nice is. sealed things, and there's just always beautiful. It could be like a five dollar game, and it'll be like, and, and and it had a thank you note in it, and like they send like I get candy. You get tea shit. sometimes. Yeah, yeah. They yeah. just say it's same, like I'm just. Yeah, guys, same thing happened when I imported some PSP games a while ago. Like I had the same exact situation. They had a note <laughs> and a little uh, origami crane thing in there too. Like how cute. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. so nice. And it just yeah. makes you feel a little bit special when you're opening your package. You know. Mm-hmm. That's exactly. So I appreciated that. Um. All right. So then I got like again. I ordered these. God knows how long ago. I don't even know. But I finally got my copy of. Z Warp. Nice. Uh, the shmup game, I take it. It sure is a shmup. So this is a Red Art Games shmup. Um, if you are familiar with um, Void Gore or Project Starship or whatever of those games, if you've played any of those games, I've heard of Starship. These are like uh, just like the evolution of those games into a better version of those games. So like those games are like more simplistic versions of this game. But either way, this isn't like super complicated or anything. It's a very simplistic shmup, but uh, really fun, really addicting. Um, I enjoy it. Um, you know, if you, I don't think you have to have it in your collection, but uh, if you do, you know, it's like wicked cheap digitally. If you ever want to play, it's like five bucks. So, but yeah, Z warp. You almost sold me on the one that you picked up last week from Red Art Games. I had it in my cart, and I'm like, no, I'm not buying games at the oh, moment. Jets and Guns 2 is great. Yeah, I've been playing. That one's really hard. That It's it's dope. Um, it was 25 hard. copies left in stock when I was on the website. <laughs> it was, it's, it's, it's hard, though. Um, but uh, it's – it's well, so that one's interesting because you got to, like, upgrade your ship, and you have to buy certain guns and do all this crap. So it could be just that I suck, and I don't know how the game works which is totally possible or I haven't like leveled up and once you get to the end game, you know, it's easier. So I don't know, but I'm getting my ass kicked pretty hard. Uh, definitely not anywhere close to the one CC. Let's put it that way. I can't even beat the damn levels. You know? Not to um, the dance revolution controller yet. No, no, not quite. No, not quite. I uh, can't say it. Um, all right. So this is surprisingly another shmup. Who would have guessed? <laughs> so I picked up uh, hyper sentinel. From VGNY Soft. 
So the VGN font wise, looks pretty sick on there, actually. Like yeah. That. So so this cup. So they have they release regular versions and then they release elite editions for all their games. And if you get the elite version, they all have like a foil cover with like Ooh, shiny. Oh, like working designs back then. Yeah, so like yeah, it's, it's, it's really super cool. hard to see because it's sealed, and it's also just the lighting in this room isn't that great. But it's it's gorgeous in real life. Um, oh, I should show you the other ones someday. I'll, I'll pull them all out someday, and I'll, in the show and tell, I'll show you the whole set of them because I have all of them. Um, but yeah, they released these little elite editions, and um, um, so basically, are you guys are are you familiar with Pixel Heart Games? Yeah. Yeah. So Pixel Heart Games, um, they're I think they're French or something like that. But yeah, uh, okay. they they release a lot of their titles in the U.S. through VGNY Video Games New York, and they give them the ESRB NTSC uh, rating instead of the PAL. So um, if you want these, you know, this rating, and you like, you know, you should check VGNY instead of Pixel Heart. Is what I'm trying to say. Uh, but yeah, if you like that company, that's a lot of their games come with them. And they just have another one they just announced um, called Overdrive Evolution or something like that. Oh yeah, and this game is actually really fun. It's like, um, God, like based off this like old Amiga game, like this like shmup where you like fly back and forth. It's it's kind of it's like it's really old school. Like it's like a Super Atari game almost, like that type of stuff. Yeah. All right, so this last one it just it just made me laugh, so that's why I saved it for last. So you know I've been after this for a while, but I finally like pulled the trigger and I, I completed my Ratchet and Clank set and I got Quest for Booty, hey, dude. Quest for booty. Heck yeah. I don't nice want to know booty. how much uh, I, I really want that. that. <laughs> um, so I, it wasn't so bad. I ended up paying $27 and it was like six right. bucks to ship. It was like 33 bucks. But the, uh, the case was absolute, like it was trash. So what was funny is like... Um, <laughs> like and I, I knew this I, I know this is why he did it but for absolutely no reason this game came with GTA 6 <laughs> it just was in the package for no reason GTA 6 how do you have an early copy or, uh, I'm sorry I'm, I'm Gran Turismo 6 <laughs> sorry not GTA Gran Turismo GTA 6 so I literally just like I don't know I open it up and I'm just like what the hell is this doing in there and like I checked the eBay order I over I'm like I did not pay for this or order this but like I don't know he must have just not like the case he gave me so he just threw this in there can i say one thing they've sure it's got the wrong case even one of those Which cases would have playstation 3 at the top so the ratchet and clank one even if you swap them all mm -hmm. the ones that have the yeah, red spine yeah, have got PlayStation 3 at the top not the blu-ray and they're a lot this harder thing, to get we're talking about so like this thing right in ratchet and clank yeah like okay. if you have a resistance fall of mana, you can mm. if, if it has that. You look at the very top where it has that see-through part. Yeah. It does say yeah. PlayStation Three across it. For example, this has got PlayStation Three at the top, not Blu-ray, because it's the red spine. Uh, I see, I see. So all yeah. the PAL games are supposed to have that PlayStation Three thing. Not every the PAL single thing. PS3 game. It's got a red spine. The case says PlayStation Three at the top. Yeah, when they had the the Mata font slash the Spider-Man font. Uh, cases back then uh, they should have that on the that top. case design is so much harder to get than the one that says blu-ray yeah the best way to get them is buying cheap old japanese games especially like in the discount section because they arrived mm. i bought like 200 of them and that's how i got brand new mm. playstation 3 cases for all my games <laughs> that's interesting it's good to know i mean i'll be honest with you i, I 
I'm not gonna like care that much if it says PlayStation 3 versus Blu-ray. I'm sure yeah. other people will. Like, sure, sure. Trigger's me personally. <laughs> That's hey, I'm not here collecting every variant, all right? I'm not, you know, I just want to play. I'm like no one spare case in your right. <laughs> hey, hey, fine with me. All right, that's all my that's all my pickups. Before we get to D Street, Cyrus just sent me a quick photo of his pickups. Um, um, which next, always right. insane, so I'll so, show you Yeah, we we got some sick stuff uh, here to show. So not to downplay you guys, but uh oh that Metal Gear Solid thing top right. Oh, I want that so bad. So beautiful. Is that the premium that edition that only came out in PAL territories? What's that? It's a PAL sticker. And some cool legislative right Larry box is amazing too. Cyrus is working on the um full switch set as well, so we always see a bunch of switch games in his pickups. Dude, Baron Breakfast is fucking awesome. I don't care what everybody says. Game is good. All right, I'm next now. Wait, oh man. <laughs> yeah. Oh, all right. So we already talked about Godzilla, so yeah. Big thing to get off the list right there. So Probably the most valuable normal retail release PS4 game. Everyone would say when you don't include limited run or like three thousand printed copies type shit, you know. So, mm-hmm. but spikes. Mm-hmm. but the uh, the next thing that's like a pretty big hit for the system that is more interesting than that, but at least to me is Atelier Lulua. What is it? The Xi'an of Arland. Probably like. Uh, got a reprint didn't it i don't think so no it, at least for ntsc it hasn't gotten a reprint but i thought it got an ntsc reprint for video game plus i'm sure they did the tilly a little while maybe it was like years ago but still like i checked recently i still can not wasn't, wasn't recently copies, about a year so ago because it was the most expensive tilly game they did like three of them okay but yeah Cool to get. I know this. they did Atelier Rise again, expensive but I don't uh, know. on the system. Um, let's see, my very first uh, 32x game, and I'm glad it's this one, which is Doom. Ooh, Doom nice. 32x, nice. and this is a launch title for the system, and you can really tell it is because if you look at the spine, it's it's supposed to be like where it says 32x right there. It's supposed to be flipped like 180. You look at every other game in the 32x's library it's switched around so you can tell like the for like a a sega they published it because their name's on it um they just didn't know how the the box was going to be for when they were printing uh, the spine so they just inverted it pretty much so pretty weird one neat accessory i got for the ps1 and it is a complete in box it's the PlayStation Mouse, the the official oh, that's one. That's cool, man. That's and really- in terms of complete box, it has uh, the uh, the the mouse pad with it. Nice. Of course, that's the, cool. The that's mouse really itself, cool. uh, and uh, if you remember, it does have uh, the trackball in it. And <laughs> yeah. and can I just say the clicks it makes? I don't know Very if you can hear it, but yeah, it's really satisfying. satisfying. And yeah. 
and like moving across like the mouse pads like this is really smooth i was surprised because i have not used a trackball mouse <laughs> since like third grade <laughs> a mouse with only two buttons what <laughs> yeah i had I to get this because i uh recently got uh police knots uh, from uh project retro games and i'm a diehard kojima fan and That's i want cool. to play that game with the mouse so pretty cool to get that are you getting and like I know Reggie's like mad into those releases. Are you getting like all of them or not all of them? Just the ones that interest me, like that NBA yeah. thing. Once, like I don't. You know what the NBA Jam? No, I don't care that about sports fun, garbage. <laughs> NBA Jam's so fun though, dude. That's a fun I, game. I don't care. It's it's sports. I want nothing to do with it. But That's the funny. last thing with the mouse though, like it downright even has like the original bags that everything That's came nice. with too, which to me, no joke, is important when I'm collecting boxed accessories or consoles. Mm-hmm. Um, how about a from software kick for these next few? Um, first one, the original Echo Knight. Ooh. Nice, dude. Look, love nice the, that I got too, this. Uh, well, the, the case oh, wait, that, is that's the wrong case, that's not the it's, right case. It's replaced, uh, yeah, but it is a good quality uh, case, though. It's supposed to say joe's awesome in the top corner where is it getting cold out here for your own oh, case the I'm, cd rom in like the corner of the disc bundle that that does have that for these ones i, I got because be close so you could have showed 100 people point. that game and no one would have picked up <laughs> no one would have known i replaced that case by the way i still have <laughs> crappy that looks like it went through a lawnmower i still have it if you think it's better than my mm. nice pretty brand new case but next one another big title from buy from software Armored Core Master oh. of Arena. Ooh. Boy, that's so blurry right there. Um, about paid maybe like $30 uh, for this. Uh, okay. Was not going to pass up on that at all. I still haven't played Armored Core 6 because this is like one of those series where I want to start from the very beginning and then like play through all the games in like release order to like really see how the series has evolved over time. Mm-hmm. I remember oh, I played a demo videos. of that back then, so and I never knew what it was until From Software became big. I think a lot of people went through that journey. I I went back and played Shadow Tower and Kingsfield and stuff because of that. I was like, I want to play some of their old games. This this, this is cool. But nobody yeah. knew about them back then. At no, all. they idea. just didn't sell. I mean, Armored Core did good back then because that was their bread and butter back before mm. the Souls series. But even then, they weren't top sellers, but they were still successful enough for them. But the next one, uh, this is a 360 exclusive. It is made by From Software. This is still like a $10 game, and I would suggest picking this up uh, sooner rather than later because, you know, recent news of 360 uh, coming up that the store's closing, like expect a PS3 effect to happen pretty soon. So any like exclusives uh, on there, like definitely pick them up uh, like right now. This being one of them, which is uh, Chrome Hounds. Look at the cover. Like this looks like an armored core game. It is made by From Software, and this is still like a ten dollar game. So if you're into those games, I would suggest getting this. Though it does seem like slower pace because you're playing like the tank, uh, like tank mech. So it's going to be slower pace compared to armored core. So I don't expect it to be as good. But hey, this is still a From Software three sixty exclusive game. That's Could cool. you imagine if they announced a sequel, like the price of that overnight? Would That's that's what happened to the Armored Core games. Probably going to so happen. Cheap. Yep. Just went nuts when they announced this new game. Oh, yeah. It was like um, with Armored Core 2 on the PS2. That was a launch title for the PS2. I learned that uh, when Armored Core was getting big again. That used to be like a $5, $10 game. Now it's like 40 bucks now. 
Good God. It used to all be five dollar games. Mm-hmm. I would leave Armored Core PS3 games in the shop for but, five dollars. Uh, mm-hmm. Speaking of PS2, we got the Persona 3 Limited Edition. Nice, dude. This is the first version of Persona 3 we got. Then later on, they made uh, the FES, which you can still buy sealed copies of that readily available. They still print those. This came with, um, like, this outer box. um, Pretty nice. Even the spine looks pretty sick for all SMT games. But it had a a custom regular case where that is, like, the main artwork for a standard copy. But on the back, it's, like, unique art for the special edition. If you bought it like regular, then that's what it would look like. The back of the collector's edition box, it's the same exact back art for a standard copy. And it came with an art book. And at the very end of this is the soundtrack CD. Cool. Getting hyped for the Persona 3 Reload, which I did yeah, pre-order I the, um, the collector's edition for that when that comes out next year Damn. as well. I have like every... Um, collectors is limited edition stuff of persona on like any system if it exists i own it pretty much i love persona so much that's cool yeah the Um, tactics is coming out too so it'll be fun as well uh before we get to this uh second to last one here is probably the 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 biggest hitter on the ps4 i have now the esrb version of Final Fantasy Pixel Remasters. Well, hello, Mr. Fancy. I did pre-order this when (laughs) those emails came up at like what one in the morning or something like that. It was a, it was a weird time they posted that. It was a thank God I was being a dude. I woke up at seven a.m. and they couldn't get one. I was so oh man, that sucks. Even though I was hesitant to actually (laughs) buy it though because it was seventy five dollars, but man, I'm glad I did not. And then the shipping was like twenty bucks. It was like a hundred bucks to get that game. I, I think guess. so, possibly. Yeah. Depending on where you live. Scalping but... before the scalpers even got copies. Mm. <laughs> and the, yeah, by the way, it is open because I do want to play this. Like I bought it so I could play it on a PlayStation console physically mm. and, and predict the prices would be where they're at now. But dude, whatever. Play your games, man. Don't be ever, ever like like open your games and play your games. You want to play your games, man. There you are. The last thing. This has so much sentimental value to me only because of where I live here in the United States, which is Michigan. Oh, I know what you're going to show. <laughs> Pal game. Michigan Let report me. from hell. Nice, dude. Um, the Michigan game that didn't get released in Michigan. Yeah, it makes no so sense. Bizarre. We got like Miami Vice. Like, what's the Pal game? What? It's so <laughs> weird this, was, this happened. As you said, a survival horror PS2 game made by Suda51 that came out in Japan, which in Japan, it was just called Michigan. And in PALS, it's released in PAL. And Suda51 didn't know a PAL version existed, matter of fact. He knew nothing about it until someone like randomly told him like months after it came out, interestingly enough. But, and I can see why this didn't come to the States because this is a bad game, sadly. <laughs> Um, that they've and I think they even stated that there was not enough gameplay to justify a North American release, which I don't think is a good reason to re- not re- release it in the states personally. But why did it get a power release then? <laughs> yeah, why did it get a power release then in the UK? That makes no sense, but oh, well, then I complain about their games over there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is the French version because if I'm reading the back, I believe like that's French. Uh, but uh, regardless, though, uh, when you start up the game, you can choose you want it to be like English, Spanish, French, what have you. But 
yeah, this is a really expensive game in the PAL territories. I saw it come up for a good price, still a lot, but I was not going to pass up on this for something that is uh, made about Michigan. My I sold a copy state. five years ago for five hundred dollars, so you can only imagine mm. what it's going for today. In fact, uh, one of my local game stores they uh, got in uh, the Japanese version of uh, Michigan, and I remember reading in like the comments. So one of the guys posted like what is this i need info because you know it was a local store here in michigan and i did go to that store like days later and uh, i if they still had it i was probably gonna pick it up because it was like 40 dollars. like if they still had it i'd like let's get it just so I, I have the japanese version as well and it already sold sadly you can but... see it selling in michigan just oh i live here let's buy it <laughs> yes mm-hmm. okay, about so, my Though still, this is a bad game, but it's worth playing because the voice acting is so awful. And it's awful in a way that it's so entertaining. Like, I think it's way more entertaining than Resident Mm. Evil because of, like, the quality of, like, their voices and how they do their lines. Like, it's so funny. Like, it's worth playing it just for that. But then again, probably better watching someone playing it because... it's not worth your time playing really but uh, regardless i want to own this because this is so cool for me that is cool. that's now I one of my most favorite things in my collection now is this weird thing <laughs> no that's awesome dude congratulations no, you showed some awesome stuff there Devin. that was awesome man heck yeah guess we might um start to call that a night uh, just want to give you guys a quick um announcement on who's coming on the podcast in the next couple of weeks uh, so this Sunday, we're back to our EU shows again. So we have Martin Atkinson coming on from the UK. Should be a really interesting episode. And then following Thursday slash Friday, we got Radical Reg coming back on the show for another episode. Nice. And then the following weekend, we're going to have a podcast team show. So we'll have Andy and Sylvan, both of the podcast team, coming on with me and Joe. Uh, you guys can find out more about how me and joe started collecting got into gaming as well as andy and sylvan and that should be pretty fun and then the following thursday we haven't got anyone booked in yet so i'll get into that soon if you want to come on again send me a message and we'll get something organized but the following sunday as i mentioned we have two of the gaming coming back on to talk about his upcoming project so that should be really uh, interesting as well so some awesome shows coming up in the future as tonight was as well thanks so much for coming back on Mm-hmm. If you guys no haven't already, be sure to go subscribe to DShoot's channel so you can see more of his awesome pickups and more great content that's going to be coming soon. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, and I can promise you there is a certain Barbie video coming out pretty soon. So stay tuned for that. It's going to be a joy seeing that. So do consider subscribing. And thanks to the two who did recently, because I saw it go up by two. So thanks to those who did. Very cool. You guys are awesome. As always, thanks for watching, everyone, and we'll see you guys soon. Night, everybody. Good night. You found the